Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion. Houston Astros simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111, It is a Monday, but it's not a Monday after a Saints game. It's the Monday of a Saints game, so it's a little different. But I'm sure we'll still be talking plenty about the Saints and all kind of stuff that happened over the weekend. Um, the deficit in the SEC championship game was about what I thought, but the score was not. I, I was thinking more like, you know, 35 to 13-ish kind of a game. Not 50 to 30. I mean, I, I don't know. Although I should be used to it. Like, Look at all these games that were played over the weekend. A bunch of people scored like 46 and 50 points. I mean, just, I'm sorry. I just, I know a lot of you love that kind of football. I just don't think that's football. I, I just don't like that kind of, I mean, it's football, but I just don't like that kind of football. I just, again, my perfect, sc- I, I, I've said for years, the perfect score of a football game is 24 to 23. Defense is played. You've accomplished something by scoring. It's not like, you know, scoring in basketball. These basketball scores, I just don't like them. There's, there's, a, there's a, when you see a score like that, your first reaction is, should be there's a problem. That, that, it's not, oh, look, your first reaction, in my opinion, is there's a problem. Something's not right shouldn't be that easy. Um, but it is what it is. That's the era that we're in. And we, you know, it, it happens at the high school level. It happens at the um, college level. Hopefully it never gets to the NFL. I, I just, I know the NFL has been trying to legislate offense into the league since since I was like 11 or 12 years old. <coughs> But hopefully it never gets to that point. I mean, I think it's awful. But anyway, that's me. Um, Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. So if you want to talk about the SEC championship game or the Final Four in college football, um, I'm okay with the Final Three. Somebody had to be the fourth one. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, that. Uh, the the whole idea of i mean i was so i've been so over the idea of eye test and having to look good and who you play i look i complain about the um, no fair league The not fair league or the no fair league, not fair league, I guess you could call it. For I've been complaining about it for decades, and I and I probably will to the day I die. 
but it's still way ahead of college football, in my opinion. I mean, at least you don't have to do all that junk. You know, it, it, college football is basically a beauty pageant. That's what college football is. It's just... Anyway, um, I'm talking about at that level. And it's... It, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I, I think Michigan has a chance against Georgia, but I'd be surprised if the other games don't go like most of us are expecting. But, again, if you have um, any uh, thoughts on that, certainly feel free to Cajuns. As we kind of thought for a a few weeks now, uh, ended up in the Independence Bowl, and they're going to be playing against Houston. And, look, we've got about three weeks to to preview that game, so we're not going to get too hot and heavy into it today. But, man, Houston can throw the football. I mean, Houston went 7-5. and five. They lost in overtime to Texas Tech, and they lost in overtime to Tulane. And how about the green wave? They went from two wins to the Cotton Bowl. Like, seriously, the Cotton Bowl. We're talking Lindsey Nelson here. Tulane... Reggie Reginelli is playing against John McKay, Ricky Bell, in the Cotton Bowl. Wow. Rock Hannes versus Pat Hayden in the Cotton Bowl. That is unbelievable. I mean, really, that that I'm sure there are plenty of LSU fans that Old school LSU fans that hate Tulane. I think most LSU fans probably don't think much, hadn't thought much about Tulane since I was in high school, literally, in the early 80s. But, wow. I mean, that that's that's a wow. Now, did they bite off a little more they can chew? We'll see. We'll find out. But, uh, man, them cats are playing in the Cotton Bowl. I know the Cotton Bowl is not what it used to be, but I'm trying to think. Growing up, what was my fa- – I always – it's on the Flake Coast, but I always loved the field in Pasadena. I always thought the field with the big yard line – I don't know. I always thought the, the Rose Bowl field was the prettiest. And the end zones and just the field was prettier. Um – and I probably like the atmosphere, but I, but I always did like the Cotton Bowl. I thought the Cotton Bowl was cool. Growing up, seemed like the Cotton Bowl was at one o'clock. The Rose Bowl was at three forty-five. The Orange Bowl was at about seven. And the Sugar Bowl used to be at one o'clock. I liked it better that way than this late night stuff. But anyway. We will, uh, again, any thoughts you have on college football, the Cajuns are playing in the Independence Bowl against Houston. And getting back to my point, the, the, the Houston can really throw the football. And so, now, they, they don't run it all that well. Like, they have a couple guys that, you know, they run it about like the Cajuns have most of the year where you have like two guys that are 
you know, 400, 500 yards rushing. And the, the quarterback can really throw and he can run. And so that's a problem. They have a receiver that puts up big-time numbers, like more numbers. He might have more numbers than any receiver the Cages have ever faced, ever. I mean, I don't know that, but, I mean, like this guy's got big-time offensive numbers as a receiver, number one receiver. So um, it, it's going to be a chore, and we'll, we'll be talking about that. Now, they give up points. You know, they play modern football, no question. They, they score a lot of points, give up a lot of points. I don't know that the Cajuns' offense is going to be ready to take advantage of that, but we'll see. Again, that's why they play the game. And we're going to say, I'm going to say, go ahead and say it for the first time, and we're going to say it many times over the next week. Bowl games are just different. Like you just, you don't, I mean, you're talking about not playing for about a month. I mean, these teams will not have played for a month when they play again. So, there's really no way to expect, to, to predict how these teams are going to come out and play. They will not have played for a month. And then you don't know where they are and who's going to – we're going to find out in the coming weeks who's playing and who's not playing. We're already getting word that Chris Smith's not going to play for the second straight bowl game. So um, – or it appears that way. So there's it's going to be very difficult to know – What's going to happen here in this bowl game? Because there's just, there's so many room, there's so much room for distraction. There's so much room for rustiness. There's so much room for the lack of motivation. There's so much room for players not, you know, opting out of the game. There's so much room for, oh, I got an injury and it's just a bowl game and then we're just going to not play, you know, like what happened with Chris last year. There's so much room for tr- where players are so much worried more about the transfer portal and where they're going to be next year than where they're going to be right now. So it is um, it is going to be quite um, a chore to try to sort it out, but we've got three weeks to do it. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. <clears throat> Brett McGriff, Hall of Famer. No. Thoughts? No, I I would have I would not have vote for Fred McGriff as a Hall of Famer. No, I look I I had I've had, I had Fred McGriff on my fantasy team. I'm just guessing probably three or four times. I always kind of like Fred McGriff, but he's not a Hall of Famer. I, I don't agree. I, I didn't basically, agree. With that. Basically, they put him in saying that we have to represent a player who did it the right way. I'm putting that in a quote. Is that one of these? Is this because it's a swarm of players, right? Some writers, some other couple other people. Yeah, on his committee, people like I think Ron Sandberg was on here, uh, Frank Thomas, among others. I think Greg Maddox. Uh, I would like I would love to see how some of these players voted on this. Um, yeah, this is this is just basically an FU vote, man. Yes, towards uh, Clinton and uh, Bond. Yeah, that, that it, it, it's silliness. I, I don't I don't agree with. It. And again, I don't. I don't dislike Fred McGriff. I've never disliked the yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I yeah. just don't think he's a Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame yeah. Uh, yeah. I was talking to someone earlier though, this morning, and they made a point that I don't think uh, Fred McGriff, like, what was his percentage on the ballot? Like, what what was the highest he reached on the ballot percentage-wise? I, 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 I mean, I'd have to look it up. I don't have any idea. I just, I mean, the you know, guy like, was how never. How was the writer's he... view, 
how the writers view a player compared to uh, how players view players. I don't think he was ever a top three or four player at his position at any year that he ever played. I just – he's not a Hall of Fame. Wait, what? You serious? Oh, you think he was a top three first baseman in his era? What you mean, hitting-wise or what you mean, fielding? Like, what do you mean? Or just just player. Uh, Hall of Fame is not a player. This ain't a Silver Slugger award. I, I, I just I – don't. I've, I, I'd have to go back and look, but I don't think he was ever a top three first baseman. I mean, he was never better than Frank Thomas or Jeff Bagwell, ever. That's just two. I just don't well, think okay, he was. When you, say, when you say Frank Thomas, you mean uh, the, like, when, he played, when he played with the Blue Jays or when he went over to the National League? His whole career, Frank Thomas. So you're saying, okay, okay. So you're saying three other first basemen. I thought you said three first basemen of the National League. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm sure if I sat down, I could find another one. Um Oh, I mean, yeah, I haven't even. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I just don't think he 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 ever was. But again, he's you know, it's getting watered down. It's still stricter than the other sports, but it's 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 getting too watered down for me. I, I'm not I'm not real pleased with it. But they don't ask me, so we just. If you call, you know, I'm not going to go on a rampage about it. But when someone like you, who who often like I do, you know, still cares about this Hall of Fame stuff, I'm, you know, I'll just give my opinion and move on. But yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Look, I still think that so many people who got all excited about this silly little home run race in '98 and they felt burned and they just they're just mad. And so, you know, and in, and again, Bonds was a jerk. Clemens was a jerk. I never said these guys weren't jerks. I know the media doesn't like them. You know, if I had to deal with them, I might not like them. But, uh, you know, to, to put Fred McGriff in the Hall of Fame over Bonds and Clemens, I mean, it's like at some point you have to just say it. Like, just say it. I'm voting Fred McGriff into the Hall of Fame over Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. Like, what am I doing? Uh, it's silliness. I just think it's outright silliness. All right, let's um, take a timeout. Again, that's a whole nother subject. Hall of Baseball, Hall of Fame's a whole nother subject. But again, We've got uh, the SEC championship game to talk about today. We've got uh, the Cajuns going in the Independence Bowl. We've got Cajuns had a uh, basketball win over the weekend at UNO. Um, and then the Saints play the Yucks tonight, and I'm just so nervous. And, you know, it's a good thing. I don't like – like I've heard stories about how, like football players or basketball players, athletes, they throw up because their stomach's so tight before a game. This is one of those games where if I did that, it would happen. Because <laughs> my stomach, it's just, I can just feel it yesterday. Like, oh, I just want to win this game so bad tonight. But I don't know. And then, of course, just when it looked like the injury report was getting better. I don't know. We'll take a timeout. We'll get back to all of that on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. 
Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update, presented by Tibbs Trailers here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Ooh, love Christmas music. Welcome back to the game. Speaking of Christmas music, I want to tell you about um, Christmas Comes Early Sweepstakes, where you can win a $500 Visa gift card. The Christmas Come Early Sweepstakes presented by Armentar Jewelers. Simply enter the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com with a chance to win a $500 Visa gift card. It's that easy to be eligible. The Christmas Come Early Sweepstakes, powered by Armitar Jewelers and the Game 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. By the way, I received a text that said, to answer Jay's question, 39.8% was the highest vote from the media for Fred McGriff. I mean, it's just... Again, one more one more sign that everyone's just lost their minds. I mean, I mean, I, you know, it's just, it's just silliness. I understand you're angry and you don't like steroids. And people like Frank Thomas, who I like, and I highly respect it. He was an elite player. He was way better than Fred McGriff. You put those guys... Um, you put those guys on a on a committee like this, they're biased because they have they have personal feelings. They have personal agendas. It's just it's silliness. But anyway, if you want to keep talking about the Hall of Fame, I'm I'm game. Um so but um also there's a lot of other things we um you know, this Saints game, I'm just, I, you know, you feel like, well, maybe they're going to kind of, maybe kind of start getting healthy and then Jawan Johnson's out. Maybe you're going to be able to put a representative team on the field health-wise and then Jawan Johnson gets hurt. If you can find a way to win, maybe the bye week will be the tonic and then you could actually have a real team and there might you you know, you might, if you win tonight, might be able to do something about it if you can have a real team coming off the bye week. But we'll see. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. You see, personal feelings with the Hall of Fame, huh? Mm-hmm. Personal feelings and all that. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're talking about the uh, most stricter, major league baseball, most strict. What about the NBA? You don't think... How about this one? You're talking about people that lost their mind, all the people that lost their mind, but think about this. Them cats stuck Chauncey Billers in there. They stuck Chauncey Billers in the Hall of Fame. Come on now. I mean, so, I mean, you think Major League Baseball is the only people that are losing their mind? Yeah, I mean, Chauncey Billups was a nice player, but he's not a Hall of Fame. When it comes to the Hall of Fame stuff, I said, I, that that will still speak to me today. You know, I love basketball, Kevin, and that one always going to stick with me. I'm like, how in the world is stuck Chauncey Billups in the Hall of Fame? And I'm like, and I heard you tell that just now about Major League Baseball and Fred McGriff, and I'm like, you think Major League Baseball got some issues? In, in, in the NBA, they put anybody in the Hall of Fame now. I'm like, 
Chauncey well, Billups. I still can't get over that one. Chauncey Billups. There's a few others now. I want to get started, but Chauncey Billups. <laughs> well, again, really? I, I always thought baseball was stricter than the other two, and I appreciated that. But now it's oh, starting yeah, but to lose. They are stricter yeah. though. But 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 think about that though. Let that sink in your lap while you're sitting on your um, chair tonight watching the Saints game. Chauncey Billups in the NBA Hall of Famer. Think about it. Okay. Mr. Mr. Big Shot. I don't know how much Mr. sitting Big down shot. I'll be doing during the game tonight, but I doubt I think yeah. about Chauncey Billups. Yeah, that's what I'm tonight. saying. But if you don't forget, think about that one time and then go back to the Saints game. Think about Chauncey Billups. Mr. <laughs> and they call the cat Mr. Big Shot. Mr. Big Shot, Chauncey Billups. Now, 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 let me – let me let... Don't feel bad, bro. If you're listening, don't feel bad, Fred. All right. Um, before I let you go, is it real? Oh, it's real, Kevin. It's real. <laughs> no. uh, it's real. Is it real? I told you it was real. You thought I was playing with you when I told you that? I told you. <laughs> if Anthony come to the party, the party will go smooth. We'll have nice drinks and chips and everything. Dip. Everything will be fine. He has to continue to come to the party. He's playing out of his mind right now. This is the best version of him as a Laker as I've seen. Now, I know he well, helped yeah. him win the title that year, his first year there, but he wasn't playing nearly the way he's playing right now. Now, if this can continue and he stays healthy and the greatest of all time can just play off for him and just let him do the, his thing and the greatest will do his thing, he'll still be him. He'll do his thing, still get you his numbers and everything. But, man, Anthony playing out of his mind, man. This is the version I've been waiting on, Kevin. I've been waiting well, on him. Yeah. I've been hard on him. I've been waiting on That's him. That's why you trade him. Another player, though. So That's why you trade him. You. Don't let this fool you and think, you know, we winning. So all of a sudden now we can just turn into this dynasty championship team. We still a player or something away or another bench guy or something. We still something away, Kevin. Something away. But speaking of LeBron, top five, he'll be in assist. Think about that, Kevin. When he came into the league the way he is today, the cat will be top five in assists. He just passed up Magic the other night. And he's going to continue to pile up assists because he's a fundamentally sound get everybody involved, basketball player. You know what I'm saying? Always was. So think about when he's done, the numbers this cat is going to have and rebounding points and assists, Kevin. Think about that. I don't care about the 6 and 0 oh and all that, but just think about all that, Kevin. That ball-headed lizard couldn't dream about being as great as this guy. Trust me. <laughs> oh, I'm hang up no. and listen. Okay. Oh, don't get me involved in that argument right now. I'm trying. I, I, if the Saints win tonight, we can have that argument tomorrow. I mean, I, I've um, for the most part, I'm old on that argument. But if the Saints win tonight, I'd be, I'd be for just about any debate. I mean, it'll be oh, two weeks we'll be able to enjoy this victory. Two weeks. We'll better enjoy this great victory if it happens tonight. If not, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad, 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 bad. All right. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. We brought up a little bit about college football. Any thoughts you have on that? Um, you know, LSU in the um in the SEC championship game, kind of went as thought, just a lot more high scoring than I was thinking. Um, the Cajuns going to the Independence Bowl. Mentioned a little bit about 
Had a little fun with the whole Tulane and the Cotton Bowl. And then in the NFL yesterday, Jimmy Garoppolo, who we were... <laughs> Last week, we were discussing the possibility, and Luke said it was fairly high was his response, that the, the quarterbacks on the field... Well, two, well, that was two weeks ago. The quarterbacks on the field when the Saints went to Cheetoville could be a, the possibility of one of them being the Saints quarterback. Brock Purdy, yes. That was the guy at Iowa State when the Cajuns won a couple years ago in Ames. Brock Purdy comes in, and I didn't see a play from the game. I saw highlights. I didn't see any of the game. Brock Purdy comes in and wins the game. So what in the world... Lamar Jackson gets hurt. The Broncos continue to play great defense, but they can't score any points, so they lost. Oh, and, and, and now the cheaters are down, as of now, to Brock Purdy being their quarterback. If they go to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy as their quarterback, uh, you QWs, y'all going to have a tough time. Getting old. Y'all, y'all going to have a tough time on that one. Y'all going to have a tough one. That might be time for me to, to spike the ball and do my touchdown dance on that argument. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. No, I, I, I think, man, I, I just, I mean, you got to at least have some experience, right? I mean, can you really go to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? Now, this could be bad, folks, for the Saints. Again, if the Saints lose tonight, it's not going to matter anymore. But if the Saints win tonight, this Jimmy G getting hurt thing could be really bad because who do the Yucks play the next week? The Cheaters. So the Saints fans are going to have to be doing one of the most vile and disgusting things ever in sports. Pull for the Cheaters. The t- they're going to be pulling for the team with the red and puke brown jerseys. I mean, whoever thought of that being your colors? Red and puke brown. That's some colors. That's what the, that's what the cheetah colors are, red and puke brown. Um, now, look, they... They have enough play. They have playmakers on offense, and they have a great defense. No question. Um, it's very difficult to run the ball on them, but you just wonder how long, how many games can Brock Purdy play like he did yesterday when he came in the game? You know, the old way of thinking about that is, um. Once you get film on someone, it's easier. Now, how long does it take, though, to develop that film and really take advantage of this guy? And I'm sure that they're going to protect him. You know, it's a fascinating discussion, especially someone who hates the whole QW um, mentality. You, You say, well, they have a great defense and they have great coaching. Well, if you look at, the cheaters' record when Jimmy G is not their quarterback, it's not good. I saw it this morning. It's like 
eight and twenty something. I mean, it's not good. So they have a good defense when Jimmy G's not playing, but they don't win. Well, you say, well, Brock Purdy's better than fill in the blank. I mean, I don't know. I guess I Brock Purdy's better than Mullins and all these other quarterbacks that have played since and when Jimmy G gets hurt. I do we know? I, I don't know. So it's going to be very interesting. But but again, I have such a history. I have such a bad history. When I have to pull for someone I hate, they almost always let me down. Like, it's hard enough to have to pull for someone who you hate. And then that that's part of why you hate them. Like, when you, you, you hate them and you hate them and you've rooted against them pretty much your whole life. And then when, for whatever reason, you feel like you need them to win to help you. They just voodoo doll you and stick it to you. I mean, it's just unbelievable. That that that's my experience. So, of course, none of that matters for the Saints anyway. The whole Brock Purdy and the NFC playoff picture—that's a separate issue, and that, that that's going to be one that's going to be heavily discussed uh, for weeks on end. But in terms of the Saints, it's only going to matter. If they win tonight, like they got to win tonight, because understand um, the only unless unless the Eagles have the number one seed locked up with two games to go, the Saints have a zero chance of beating the Eagles. Zero. Now, if the Eagles have the number one seed clinched and they go into and they start benching players or or they lose their edge somehow then maybe they could pull off a miracle and beat but 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 other than that they have z- not one percent chance they have zero if that game means something to eagles they have a zero percent chance of beating the eagles zero um now the cleveland browns own the saints as well um I would say that the Saints' chances of beating the Cleveland Browns are better than zero. It, I mean, I wouldn't go all the way to 50%. I mean, not even close to 50%. I, I would say, you know, their chances would be Candy getting a base hit, about 180. I mean, they'd have about a 20% chance, um, you know, because the, the Browns own the Saints own them but so you're looking at probably seven and ten and hope you win the tiebreaker um with an outside chance of eight and nine if you win tonight but you got it, it all revolves around winning tonight like some a whole new way of looking at things and possibilities open up if you win tonight but understand, you basically have you you got two teams that own you on your schedule remaining. You have to win your three division games, and probably just hope some kind of way you can pull off a minor miracle, and and beat the Cleveland Browns. Um, and then 
it's also very important. You know, the other thing Saints need to keep in mind, they need the Eagles to keep winning. And the Eagles won yesterday again. They need the Eagles to win and the Cowboys to lose so the Eagles can have it all, the number one seed wrapped up, and they need the Vikings to lose so the Eagles can have the number one seed wrapped up when, before they play the Saints. You got to start pulling against the Vikings. You should pull against the Vikings anyway because you should hate the Vikings as Saints fans. But uh, all those things are important. Saints have zero chance to beat the Eagles if that me- game means something to them. Zero. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back and got way more to unpack on this Monday. On the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Old Tucktail. Tucktail. Noun. A former NFL coach who put his tail between his legs and went back to college, where it's easier to win. Also known as Nick Saban. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Oh, gotta love little Mike. Welcome back to the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. Want to remind you or let let you know about, you may not have known about this yet, the Whitney Houston movie giveaway. The game 1037, Laviette 104, One Lake Charles. Want to hook you up with tickets. For a special sneak peek viewing of the new Whitney Houston biographical movie, I Want to Dance with Somebody, you can uh, sit, you can get eligible by simply texting Whitney, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y, to 68683. Text Whitney to 68683. You might win a pair of tickets for the sneak peek viewing on December the 20th at the Celebrity Theater in Broussard. Brought to you by A. Brian Jewelers. And the game, Whitney Houston could sing. Man, she could sing. And every time I hear that song, The Greatest Love of All, it's real special because it it automatically, I don't know about you, whenever I hear the song, The Greatest Love of All, I think of the Astros 1986 division championship. Astros went 96 and 66, kind of came out of nowhere that year and had this great season. And, of course, it ended with heartbreak and what? 16 innings, whatever that stupid game was against the dumb Mets. But anyway, uh, it was still a very fun season, winning 96 games. And and um, Desai Young and clinching with a no-hitter and all that kind of crazy stuff that happened. But uh, I don't know. I might be the only person in the country that that when they hear that song, they think of the Astros of 86. But, you know, that that's just that's just me. Welcome back. To footnotes, again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. If you would like to get in, uh, again, lots to discuss. We've got the Saints playing the Yucks tonight with a chance to get back in the playoff race. And if not, I guess they won't be mathematically eliminated, but, I mean, you know, really they, they'll be eliminated because – it's just, it's just, you know, they, had, they, they, unless again, you know, with two teams that own you on your schedule, that's just too much to overcome. So they need to, uh, they need to win tonight and it's possible they could win. Um, 
I think it's very possible that they could win tonight. But the thing that's working against them is Andy Dalton is the is the quarterback. Andy Dalton. And I've been exaggerating um his primetime record, but we do we need to look it up. Maybe we'll look it up before the show's over. But like he's lost it's been a long time since he's won a primetime game, if he ever has. Like, again, so Andy Dalton is a major obstacle to winning tonight. Like, a major obstacle. Um, obviously, most Saints fans remember, what was that, three years ago? They went to Yuckville and just demolished them. Demolished them. Uh, they just they kept sacking Brady and uh, what was the final score like thirty five to three I'd have to look it up I should remember that score because it was such a beautiful performance and in that performance Drew just I mean didn't do anything fancy just threw in the knee threw in the knee random and, and and theoretically Andy Dalton's capable of doing some of that um but it doesn't help that Jawan Johnson's out. Like, that really hurts. The other problem with this matchup and the Saints' chances of winning tonight is that they don't they just, they don't have any running backs. And I've been complaining about this for an hour and a half, for a year and a half. They don't have any running backs. Like, Superman is going to need to come up big tonight and or Batman's going to need to run some because they – they normally take now this team is not as good as they've been the last two or three years but even before that they normally take 40 41 z28 is normally useless against the yucks because the yucks linebackers are so good they just take him out the game so you have to utilize other weapons if you're going to beat them because 41 is essentially not part of the team tonight other than being a decoy. If it's anything at all like the the Saints-Yuck games of the last five or six years. Like, they just take him out of the game. And now, that doesn't mean he can't play a role as a decoy. He can. But other than being a decoy, like, he's, he's useless. And truthfully, he's been useless in most games this season because the Saints don't have a real NFL running back. And so, hopefully, they can throw a few passes to him and he can make someone miss for a change and get some things done there. But for the most part, that doesn't happen against this team. Now, when they play the Falcons and the Ornals, I, I think he can become a viable, he can really help, he can help this offense. But if he does anything more tonight than be a really effective decoy, then I'll be surprised and very pleasantly surprised. But normally, the Yucks linebackers take him out the game. By the way, if you haven't heard the news this morning that's come out, Baker Mayfield um, is the, the Ian Rappaport, our old friend Ian Rappaport, is reporting that uh, today the Arnolds are expected to release Baker Mayfield. And I've said it a few times this year. It absolutely amazes me the grief I took when I took that to have the gall to suggest that Baker Mayfield was not a first round talent. 
Cat was picked number one overall to catch like about a fourth-round talent, if that. That's what kind of talent he had. And, and the cat got picked number one overall. Baker Mayfield. A punk with fourth-round talent at best. And that cat got picked number one overall. And now he's um getting released. And no, I mean, look, I hope he does. But, like, if you're, if you're the cheaters and you need a quarterback, why would you want Baker Mayfield? He's not good. He's not good, and he's a punk. Like, uh, no. I mean, people are going to bring that up, but no. 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 So I've looked it up, Foot. Dalton has completed 59.7% of his passes for 5,294 yards with 29 touchdowns to 20 interceptions, the 78.5 rating in his primetime games. He is a total of 6-18 and 18 for his record with a .250 winning percentage. Man, I'm surprised he's won six games. Like, yeah. how many is he lost in a row, though? I don't know. I don't have to look that up. <laughs> but, I mean, those numbers are actually a little better. Like, a 70-something pass rating is not good. But it's better than I thought it was. Yeah. He's one of the top three for the worst primetime records by starting QB since 2000 along with Ryan Fitzpatrick at 5 and 10 for .333 and Matthew Stafford for 10 and 18 for .357. So, I would think that he must have won a bunch early in his career cuz I don't think he I, I think he's lost like 12, 13, 14 in a row something like that. I I I think he must have got off to a 11. really hot start. He's lost 11 in a row. It says the Saints starter has lost 11 straight primetime road games but can end the skid on Thursday night and that was on October 20th of 2022 I still can't believe he's my quarterback but he is so we can see if they can get a win tonight I just man it's so important this game tonight I mean think about if the next two weeks will just be so much better if they just win tonight why did Jawan Johnson want to get hurt? All right, we will take a – I know he didn't want to. I'm just frustrated. Take a timeout, come back, finish out the first hour on this Monday, this hopeful Monday, this nervous Monday. Uh, we'll be back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion, Houston Astros. Oh, that is the bed. This doesn't get any better than that. So I appreciate that moment. Miss Hannah, Miss Five Names, love, 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 love that song. Welcome back to the game. Want to remind you uh, to listen to maybe that or any other of your favorite Christmas classics, local Chris, our local Christmas Cajun Christmas songs on the Louisiana Christmas Channel, nonstop Christmas music, twenty four seven on the Louisiana Christmas Channel. You can listen on lachristmaschannel.com or download the free mobile app on both your Apple and Android devices and listen on your Amazon Alexa. So listen to some holiday cheer with the Louisiana Christmas Channel. All right. Uh, We just got a few minutes left in this hour. And again, it is open phone line for two hours, like always is on a Monday. Usually it's after a football weekend, and there was plenty of football played over the weekend, but the Saints play tonight. If they can beat the Yucks, then we'll see how how, um, 
you know, it opens up a whole new world of possibilities. If not, then, you know, you can pretty much slam this thing shut and, and, and move on. So um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, it would be nice to be plus on the turnover battle a little bit. Um, it would be nice. Now, they need to put pressure on Brady, no question. Um, and if they do, hopefully they can catch the ball if he throws it to him. Got to catch the football if he throws it to you. You can't give up anything in the special teams, uh, and you got to make them earn what they get. And the problem is the Saints don't have a running back in a running game, and, they, and they're, they're going to need to be able to run the ball a sum. And I just don't know who's going to do that. Hopefully Batman can do that. But I, I would think they're going to do a lot of similar things to Batman that 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 the Cheaters defense did. And so was, I think Batman needs to throw. Of course, I always think Batman needs to throw. Always do. All right. Um, we'll see how that plays out. But, man, it's just going to be a long stomach hurt nerves day all day long. And hopefully – Man, please, I just hope, please, officials, please stay out of it. That's it for the first hour. Another hour to follow. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome. Back to Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. On this game day Monday, obviously, if you want to talk about the Saints matchup with the Yucks tonight, certainly feel free to give us a call, 706-0111. Or if you would like to talk about the SEC ch- championship game and how that, you know, play bleeds into the Final Four that was announced yesterday. Uh, I know many of you were really hoping that Ohio State would not be there and were really hoping Alabama would not be there and I don't know under the current rationale that either one of them deserve. I don't think either one of them deserve to be there, but you got to have four. And I think there were three. I'd have been pretty comfortable with voting in a fourth. I just like you got to have four. I mean, so somebody's got to go. Um, and, um, I don't hate Ohio State like many of you do. I've been pulling for them. No, I'm not like a fan, but I've been pulling. I've pulled for Ohio State to, for, since I was a kid. Loved Cornelius Green and Brian Bashnagel, and I didn't know he was a gambleholic, but I loved Art Schleister. I mean, I, I really like Ohio State in the 70s and that, and that group. But So I've been pulling for them since I was a kid. I, never, I certainly didn't pull for Gestapo, Michigan. But – um. So, but, you know, any thoughts you have on college football, certainly feel free, as well as the NFL. All the, 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 This has been a wacky NFL season, and it just continues to be wacky, which is what I keep 
in the back of my mind is why it's so important for the Saints to win tonight in this wacky NFL season. What would it would fit right into it if everyone laughs at the NFC South all year and then the NFC South wins a playoff game? I mean, I don't think it's far fetched at all. But you got to win tonight. You got to win tonight. Uh, got to figure out how to play excellent special teams. Your stupid kickers got to make kicks. Like, it's not hard, Cat. Just kick the little ball through the big H. It's not that difficult. Uh, You got to continue to play good defense against the Yucks, which they've done for a while now, and just hope the officials stay out of it. Like, you know, when they played earlier this season, um... Neither offense was out of playing at a high level. Both defenses, I don't know how high of a level they were playing, but they were doing really well against the opposing offenses. It was just, you know, you could call it two bad offenses going, you know, against each other. That would be legit or two, a good defensive struggle. Whatever it is, it was close. And then, like, late third quarter, I don't remember if it was late third quarter, early fourth quarter. It might have been late third quarter. The officials just decided to take over the game. I mean, the officials just took over the game with made-up calls. They just started making up calls, and the game got out of hand. So, um, we'll see. Can't fumble. You know, that was that was the game where the fumbling started. Superman fumbled at the, what, eight-yard line, first and goal at like the seven or eight, and he fumbles. I mean, that was, that was when this season of just turnovers, just after turnover after turnover began. And hopefully they can reverse all of that tonight. We will see. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Foot. This is the guy from South of Foosh. How we doing? Well, uh, I thought about you a while ago when I said you were hoping for it, but I'm, I, I just don't think there was any other choice. I mean, uh, you know, I, who, I don't know who else to put in there in that four spot. I, I, it was not um, – it's kind of the way it came down to. Well, uh, the reason I called was to see that I think the committee, for the most part, got it right. I fully agree with the top four. For once, the phrase body of work applied to somebody besides Alabama. I think they got the right choice in uh, putting TCU in there. And um, one thing I don't agree with them doing is putting Alabama ahead of Tennessee. At some point, you have to look at head-to-head. I don't care if Tennessee got beat 84 to nothing against South Carolina. You have to look at head-to-head, and they obviously did not do that in putting Alabama at five ahead of Tennessee, who's at six. That being said, I think it's a more intriguing matchup with, for Tennessee in the Orange Bowl with Clemson, which will be a truly Orange Bowl with two Orange teams in there. So um, I think they got the Alabama thing wrong, but they got the Final Four correct. And, you know, LSU's going to a quote-unquote New Year's Day game because everything's on the second this year. But for people who are not satisfied with LSU's performance, I think they did fine for the year. The guy's in his first year at LSU. And <laughs> if you ever get dissatisfied with the way things turned out for LSU, all you got to do is think back to the early 90s and remember what a train wreck that was. And, you know, you just got to be a little patient. 
No, I think LSU is fine. Now, are they going to win? You know, I think they could win. Certainly, they're not playing an unbeatable team. So if they win their bowl game, I think everyone will be perfectly fine and should be with LSU's uh, first season of the Kelly era, no, no question. And, and I don't, I wouldn't put much thought into who finishes sixth versus seventh or seventh versus eight. I, if you're not in the top four, it doesn't really matter because they just place you in whatever. You know, I, I, I don't, I yeah. wouldn't worry about that very much. Well, the the thing with the Alabama Tennessee thing is that Tennessee would have gone to the Sugar Bowl and Alabama would have gone to the Orange Bowl had they been reversed. But you know, like I said, I think it's a more intriguing matchup for Tennessee in the Orange Bowl with Clemson versus uh, going to the Sugar Bowl against Kansas State. I agree. So, and uh, good luck and congratulations to Vermillion Catholic St. Thomas More and LCA. And we'll see what happens uh, Thursday and Friday over the Dome. Absolutely. Thank you for the call, sir. All right. Thank you. I'm glad our friend from South Lafouche brought that up because I haven't mentioned that yet. I, you know, I keep getting one. I keep getting one off all my guesses i said uh, a couple rounds ago i said uh, 11 it was 12 then i said uh, six and it was seven and then i said four and it's three i mean and so we got three teams left and two of them are playing one another vermeen catholic will play when it was, i think it's the seven o'clock game it's thursday night well who knows what time the game will start it depends on how early the the first game how long the first game lasts and then we know that unless something really crazy happens that the um select division two game between saint thomas moore and lafayette christian is scheduled for noon on friday so i mean that man that game's gonna take three and a half hours to play maybe longer i mean it's just uh, uh good luck the two defensive coordinators good luck that's all i can say in, in, in that matchup all right let's go back to the game hotline hello morning kevin good morning sir man you're not kidding about that uh, stm and lafayette christian my goodness lafayette christian has just gone wild uh, you know uh, you look at the first turling's game with 21 17 and turling's court on the Basically, the last play of the game, and uh, yeah, the game the other night—that's that, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. But uh, that should be very, very entertaining, you know. So, yeah, Kevin, I just want to clarify a few things. Okay, so uh, you know, you know, Kevin, you and I go way back, and we think a lot like sometimes. But let me get this straight. So, Michigan Gestapo, but Moshe back Michigan was. Nothing. He left Ohio State to Gestapo Ohio State. He left his buddy, his best friend, and went to Michigan and, and pulled it up out of the ashes, which uh, uh, that old coach from Ohio State hated him, hated him after that. But So how Michigan got to be the Gestapo over Ohio State? That red and gray-looking... Because oh, their uniforms are so much... Their uniform. I mean... You know, the uniforms yeah. are just prettier. Yeah. Prettier. Okay, so I don't understand that, okay? You chose the Cowboys in the 70s over the Vikings. Oh, Kevin. The Vikings. Gestapo. The Cowboys ever in the history of sports. Okay? Uh, and you're a Lakers fan. Now, let me tell you, Kevin, we've never discussed the NBA because you and I are both the same. We don't, I don't follow that anymore, but let me tell you, if the Lakers and the Celtics were in the same building, I'd hope for, uh, well, you know, you can't say stuff like that anymore, but right. some kind of natural catastrophe to come along and take the building away and leave the 
to pull fans safe, but to take the teams away. Always pulled against, pull for whoever the the outlier was. You know, when the right. Sixers were winning the Pistons, I pulled against both of those teams. So, anyway, I just want to clarify that. Okay, Kevin, let's talk about the Saints. Listen, listen, there's nobody more diehard than you. I know that. I mean, not I'm. You know, I'm diehard, but you are. You the ultimate, I think. But Kevin, you got to reserve your stomach aches for some other time. This team is. Oh no, this is critical. I mean, it's it's critical. It could open up a whole new world of possibilities if they win tonight. Plus, even if none of that happens, two weeks of after the last two seasons, I've had two weeks of just being able to relish a victory tonight would just be so tremendous. I mean, they just got to win it. But you, I mean, come on. To put in a stock in your feelings on this team, whew, man, it, it, it's, it's. Hey, I, 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 look, if they win tonight, Manny, if they win tonight, and I'm again, it, they still. It's a it, because yeah. how are you going to win? If they win tonight and they can get healthy in this bye week. You telling me they can't beat the Vikings, who the, who the Saints outplayed and the referees cheated and stole the game from them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. They, they, okay. Course, you, 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 t- you like talked about you got if the Eagles have any dog left in the fight. Oh, they can't be the Eagles. That's a zero can't chance. can't beat the Eagles. Yeah. And then Cleveland is a as candy getting a hit one eighty eight twenty percent. I mean, but but hey, the, 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 I know. Have, have you ever seen the Saints play the Cleveland Browns? Have you ever watched one of them games? Did you see oh, the yeah. games when we lost to Mike Phipps in 1975? Did you see that game? Yes, Kevin. I, I, oh. you, yeah, listen, I know. I know. It, 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 it's something that is very difficult to imagine, and I know it could happen, you know. Uh, but uh, You do realize if this happens the way I'm dreaming, if the Saints win tonight, again, it all hinges on the Saints winning tonight. If not, it's over. But you realize I am – and I haven't looked ahead all year. They would probably be playing the team that whose colors are red and puke brown, or the team with the star on their helmet in the dome. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy! Now, Kevin, the team is puke brown and red. Man, what, Kevin? That boy, that's a that's a blow to him. I know you sad. I mean, I know nobody wants anybody to get hurt, obviously. But man, and that's a that's a serious blow. Well, it's not good, and uh, unless Brock Purdy's as good as their linebacker says he is, we'll see. I know one thing: yeah. them idiots better not lose next week if the Saints win tonight. Oh, but they probably yeah, will. They probably will. They probably will. Or they play the. Oh, just sickening. They just all fall right into line with the with the way the last two yes. years have gone. Of course, black and it won't here. matter if they don't win tonight. Got to win tonight. Uh, no, no Keep doubt. the faith. No Keep right, the faith. Kevin, hang in there, brother. All right, I'm trying. Let's go back. One more uh, the game hotline. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Kevin? How are you, sir? Good. You know, I've been calling you for a long, long time, and I've never been a conspiracy theorist, but I'm starting to, I'm starting to, you know, think the glass is half empty these days, uh, not half full like you and I always think. But, man, these referees don't give us a chance, do they, when it comes to the Saints? I, I mean, it, it's really almost starting to look more more and more intentional than ever. And, and, and so 
when, if we have that on our back every every time we play, I mean, there's going to be – I watch a lot of football, not just Saints. And I've never seen just – why is it just – is it because we're just such diehard fans that we just feel like this is happening to us, or is it really happening? Well, again, it depends. There have been – I thought the officials were very fair in 18 – um, but and 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 fair enough in twenty, uh, in nineteen the Saints were cheated as bad as I've ever seen them cheated. And, and that that it was almost a game by game. It was unbelievable how bad the officials cheated the Saints and the NFL cheated the Saints in nineteen. Like this year, uh, the the, the officials stole a game against the Vikings, but they but they actually gave one back. Like the the Saints cheated the Seahawks. They cheated for the Saints in that Seahawks win. And uh, and then you know they they cheated like in the we first just Yucks game. Got some calls in the Seahawks game. I just felt like we finally got the calls that we never get. You know. No, but I agree. But part, go ahead. No, I agree, and I didn't feel bad about it. But if you looked at it objectively, the Saints got every call in that game. We cheated the Seahawks, but I I don't feel guilty about it. I, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, that's one against how many? No, I'm with you. So, yeah, now. I'm with you as far as a win tonight, you know, keeps us in contention. I'm not trying to look past this season. But, man, that Latavius Murray move, that that really hurt us. Because I'm here, you know, you're saying, well, Z28's not a running, you know, we need a running back. Uh, and that really all he's going to be is, you know, they're going to spy him. We're not going to get any running Yeah, game. he's a decoy against Superman's the Yucks. Been, Yeah, decoy, there you go. I mean, but... But then you decoy to what? You know, I mean, we just. That's why we need a running even back. Even if you say we playmakers, we don't have a running game behind that. We need a running back. We've need, been needing one for two yeah. years now. Uh, they got to get so, a real so, NFL running back. So, yeah. so Christian McCaffrey, you know, is it, isn't he, wouldn't you say, is the most comparable type of back to Z28? Mm, that's fair, yeah. Okay. So, you know, he gets traded to San Francisco. You've got, uh, oh, the, I'm drawing a blank, the kid from UL uh, that's back and healthy again. No, he's hurt. Uh, he's out. He, is he out again? He's always hurt. Okay. But then, but you've got, you've got Debo. You've, you've got playmakers. You've got Kittles. You've got... Uh, how many other uh, receivers that you can throw the ball to? The Saints don't have. And when you when you talk about Batman, I mean, now with everybody, the NFL's figured him out, with, with the exception of when he passes. But then you got to have somebody who's going to catch the ball. Granted, the couple times that he does throw the ball, he's actually made. The Saints have more know, receiving receptor. weapons than they've had in a long time. A long time. Go, go back to 19, go back to 2018. The Saints' third or second best receiver was a washed up um, Ted Ginn. They didn't have any receipt. They didn't have any threats. And they, they had that, that, that tied in. It should have been in the Super Bowl. Their their second best wide receiver was Ted Ginn. Their 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 tied the best receiving tight end they had was who was that donkey that 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 uh dropped the pass in the end zone. That it was an undrafted free agent. The Saints have way more receiving weapons now than they had then. Way more. 
So is it execution? Is it play calling? It's, or is it, it cheating? It's it's they they are injured and they stop defending the run. And they and they need to get healthy at cornerback. They showed their ability to defend the run last week, which was just tremendous. It was the first time all year they looked like a real football team last last week. And they, you just have to hope that you can not that that Andy Dalton just completes enough passes uh, to do it. If they can get healthy, they can do this. But they got to get it. They got to win tonight, and they got to get healthy. So, well, last question on the on on the regards to injuries. And and Saints being healthy, have you ever seen? You know, it, to me, the days of playing hurt are done. But I mean, how long? Uh, how long? Have we, I mean, we've had guys out for seven, eight weeks now. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, do they just want to play? I, have I, they given up on this team because an abdomen ish, you know, injury? I mean, yeah, I, I, maybe it's severe, but. Uh, I mean, well, let's I'm see if he like plays tonight. Let's see if he plays tonight. Don't want to be here. Well, I don't know if I believe that, but we'll see. Let's see who plays tonight. I appreciate the call. All right. Thank see you. you All right. We'll take a timeout. Come back with more on the game. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Oh, pleasure cruise. Pleasure Cruise. Now, a sports career where things seemingly came easy as the player was surrounded by the best players, the best coaches, and caught all the breaks. Also known as Tom Brady's career. Now, back to the man with his very own language, Kevin Foote and Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. I don't know if, oh, okay. Now I know what that is. Welcome back. Love all this Christmas music. Welcome back to Footnotes on the game. Want to remind you, Saints and the Yucks. Tonight, you can hear it right here on the game. 7 o'clock kickoff. No, 7 o'clock pregame. 7.15 kickoff. Monday night football. Saints, Yucks. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. I don't know about you, but I bet you I have some extra oily stools if the Saints lose tonight's game. I mean, it's just that commercial is something. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. No, what's something is your, your, your little promo where you do the definition of Tom Brady and does that ever apply more than this year the man's got a chance to win a division and he's won five games it's unbelievable it's yeah but gotta win tonight Tom Brady yep great and look the Saints are gonna win tonight you know why because it's just like the Saints it's it's a it's a microcosm of a Saints game where they get behind and then they charge back probably even tie it up and then give up a last second field goal to lose it. So this is this is old Saints school. They're going to win tonight just to give Saints fans hope. Oh man, I look, I just want two after the last two seasons I've been through, I just want two weeks of of happy days. So I'm I I don't care what happens. Well, I do care, but I want to I want to make the playoffs, but I'm saying first you got to win tonight. And, and I'm not even thinking down that road, really. I'm, I'm just thinking about the next two weeks will be so good if they could just win tonight. 
Oh, yeah. And and this, these are the games they end up winning, like I said, because right when we are hopeless and think we're out of it, they're going to creep back into the picture and give us all that hope, which is fun. I mean, the, the weeks we have hope or the moments we have hope in a game are, are fun, enjoyable. Uh, but it just, to me, it's typical Saints, Kev. It's, well, I mean, you must be, you're talking like about like last century. Time. I mean, what are you talking about typical Saints? How many teams have won more games than us in the last 15 oh, or 16 years? What are you I'm talking you, about? But how many how many Super Bowls have we won? Well, but I mean, that has nothing to do with they that that has nothing to do with with the, the lack of Super Bowls cuz they don't have enough. They haven't had enough cornerbacks and they're in the and they um they they peak at mid-season. I mean, that has nothing to do with the current situation. Oh, I get it, but this team, and you said it, who's won more games, this team was good enough during the Drew Brees era to win multiple Super Bowls. We either got They weren't good Toe, enough on Toe defense, Toe which is why if they could just have figured and stay healthy that this team could well, is a time that they could do it because they actually, if they could stay healthy and they weren't so awful at safety all of a sudden, they'd have the defense to do it the last few years. They just couldn't get a break. Yeah, look, that's part of it. I mean, the the no call, of course, will go will, uh, the to me the biggest heartbreaker, and, and I'm sure you'll agree, was the year we lost to San Francisco. I mean, after Drew throws a bunch of interceptions, they come storming back and actually take the lead only to have. It was awful. Uh, Once again, know. they had no defense. I, I hear you. They still. You, you got to gotta have people that can cover. And this last three or four years is the first time they've ever had that. They just have to, you, you, you know, I, obviously none of us knew the safety play would be as bad as it's been this year. And then, the, you know, everybody would get hurt on offense. I mean, you know, and all that going on. But uh, you got to be able to cover. And you got to better run the football. Got to get a running back. Well, I mean, that's been two years we've been saying that now. What is the status of Ingram? Is he healthy? He can actually play? Well, yeah, he's just 95 years old, and you know. I'm with you, but I hopefully, mean, he hopefully he can help a little bit tonight. Yes, hopefully he can help a little bit. Yes. Lattimore's back on the field tonight, I believe. I hope. With, he's listed as questionable. Well, I hope that's a good sign. Uh, well, against Evans, I, I think he'll come out in a wheelchair to play against Evans. That's probably his one-on-one personal, you know, if there's anybody you look forward to playing every – like But hopefully he's really Matt ready Ryan. to play, though. He hadn't played in six weeks. Oh, I know. It's Look, it's, it's, that's actually been the most positive – the two positives, which used to be the two biggest negatives on this team, is the youth talent we have at cornerback. I mean, I've been really impressed with the rookie this year and the, diva, the guy from last year. Uh, they've – They've got some talent, and they've needed it in depth at cornerback. And in our wide receiver core, like you said, this is – I mean, we've had people fall out, and we still – this little kid returning punts, I mean, where did he come from? And they got to find a way to get him the ball more often. And I think he's going to be a sneaky star on this team for a bunch of years. Alave, they definitely hit with it. So, I mean, there is reasons to be optimistic. It's just – it's so frustrating, Kevin, because like I've said on past calls, never has the division been served on a platter for us than it has been this year, and they just – Well, win tonight, win tonight, and you might be able to take advantage of it. 
<laughs> I love it, man. Gotta they, win. They will but win. You gotta tonight win tonight because it's what the Saints do. They're going to give us all hope. Whether or not they follow up on that hope, we'll see. But the way the Saints roll is this is a game they win because the fan base will all of a sudden be saying, we're in first place in a division that's winnable. So it's, we'll be watching. I mean, what can we say? It's welcome to football and who that, baby. It'll be fun. Glad it's the last game of the week this week. So uh, it's, it's not like Tampa scares us, and that's a good thing. So we'll see what happens. All right. Thanks for the call. Um. Again, I, you hope you play well and the officials stay out of it. I mean, if the officials stay out of it and you play well, I think you'll win. But if you turn it over and or the officials take over like they did the last time you played the Yucks and you're going to have a tough time. It's just the way it is. I mean, that's just football. Uh, um, hopefully they, 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 they can stay out of it. But um, – Again, they're healthier numbers wise, but not having Jawan Johnson is such a such a punch in the gut. Like he's been kind of that ace in the hole this year, that unsung hero that they just they just haven't had. Um and you know, he wasn't really highly thought of coming in and yet he's figured it out apparently and he's developed pretty good relationship with Dalton and and now he's not there. Now, Troutman has not been terrible this year. I know again, most of you were really doubting the tight end position. I I I had more faith in the tight end position than most fans had coming into this game. Also had more faith that the safeties could not be absolutely horrible and it turns out that they are. But um uh but I I think they can still do some things with Troutman tonight. I think they can, they, and they got to utilize him. Uh, and Batman's got to throw the ball. He's just – he's got to throw the ball more, and hopefully they can figure out that that out. And, and again, I – they got to score in the red zone. The biggest problem on this team – but turnover's been the biggest problem and injuries. But besides turnovers and injuries, not executing in the red zone is next on the list. And they've got to figure out a way to execute in the red zone. And, again, we had a, a disagreement earlier. A couple of y'all and, and me had a disagreement earlier this week. I think I think that the way to do it is Batman needs to be in under center or whatever, in the shotgun, needs to play quarterback every possession. I mean, every snap in the red zone. And you got to make the defense guess. Some. There's no guessing. When, when, when Dalton's at quarterback in the red zone, they just flood the end zone, and they know you're not going to run the ball because you can't run it, and you don't have a running back, and so they just flood the end zone, and, and everybody's covered, and you either have to throw the ball to a covered receiver and hope he catches it, or you're, or you're sunk. So, but, but if you put Batman at quarterback in the red zone – it's not as good as having him at quarterback on your own 40. I understand that. But at least he can run and maybe even run someone over and break a tackle. Any doll's not breaking a tackle. I, I just I don't understand their strategy in the red zone. I really don't. And so hopefully they've, re- you know, they've reevaluated all this. they got to get things done in the red zone tonight. Got to get things done in the red zone. And um, that, you know, again, so you, you hope the officials stay out of it this time. 
you got to figure out a way to not to at least break even in the turnover battle, at least break even for a change in the turnover battle. And you got to figure something out in the red zone. And your stupid kicker has to make a kick. It's not that difficult, folks. If you watch games, it's just it's just not that difficult. You're in the NFL. You're a kicker. If the wind's not whipping, make it. It's not that difficult. Got to make kicks. And if it's a low-scoring game, if you have a chance to get points, you got to take the points. Take the points. Like someone needs to tell them that now. Take the points. Now, if some kind of way, and I don't expect this to happen, if some kind of way it's a 30-something to 30-something game, I don't really think that's possible. But if, but if it does happen, then that, then you might change. But if the game is 9-6 to six and 12-10 to 10 and one of those kind of games, take the points. I'm not second-guessing. I'm first-guessing. It's like eight hours to the game. Take the points if the game is low-scoring. Not second-guessing. First-guessing. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. This nerve-wracking Monday morning edition of Footnotes on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? Then Footnotes is the show for you. Time for more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers. The world champion Houston Astros want to remind you if you're looking for great stocking stuffers or just need an evening out to get away from the hustle and bustle of life, then you need to join the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com where you could win a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lesser's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort or a $25 gift certificate for Mabel's Kitchen as well as other prizes has come up from time to time. Again, if you haven't joined the Game Clubhouse, do so today. It's free. It's simple. So sign up today. The Game Hotline is 706-0111. On this Monday, at least for me, nerve-wracking edition uh, footnotes, Saints play the Yucks tonight. And, again, you can hear that game right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Um, yesterday, the uh, in some of the premier games, got to give it to the Bengals. Uh, they have been tremendous after a slow start, and all you can do is give them credit. They kind of have a mental edge over the Chiefs. Not very many teams have had a mental edge over the Chiefs in recent years, but they do. I mean, they've beaten them three in a row now, so all you can do is give the Bengals some credit. Um, the um, you know the Dolphins went to Cheaterville and got a good lesson there uh, in that experience, and that was the other um, big game yesterday. And, uh, you know, there were some 
other games that were looked like it was going to go one way. Like the, it looked like the Packers were done. Like I was on my way to the the Cajun the Bowl presser yesterday, and they were down nineteen to ten. And then when it was all over, I said, "Well, let me see who won the games." And all of a sudden, they came out of nowhere and won. What was it? Twenty nine to whatever, a nineteen or something. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, I don't know exactly what they did, but they they pulled it out and kind of hung on because it would have been very interesting, like we were discussing last week, had the Bears hung on to that win, that second-half lead, um, what the Packers were going to do. But we're not quite there yet. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning. Hey, talk about sickening. They let that punk off the line again. Unbelievable. I can't – listen – I just I don't like that dude. Oh, I can it's, imagine. I mean, we went from up up to um, we were up nine, and now they lost by ten. I, I don't get. It. I don't. It it's was shocking. Yes. It's just I don't understand. I mean, how, t- tell me how y'all going to score tonight? I, that's what I'm trying because I'm trying to figure out. You know, I got a little a little deal on DraftKings or whatever. I'm trying to figure out a little prop bet I, I need to bet on. But I, I'm trying to figure out how y'all going to score. I, I, I don't understand. Help, help me out. Well, think? I'm I'm hoping that, you know, that our idiot kicker can make some kicks because, you know, they haven't had a lot. They haven't had all that much trouble getting into the red zone. They just have had trouble scoring in the red zone. So one way to score is on a long pass uh, before you get in the red zone. And the other way is Batman throwing the football. And the other way is making field goals. I mean, what would it take? I, I would willing to gather up some money to put you on video to see if you can make a field goal. But again, it you doesn't matter whether easy. I can do it. If you're an NFL no, kicker, you should be able to make field goals. It's not that it, difficult. We do it for charity. I would love to see you just attempt it just to see what would happen. <laughs> I mean, how many paramedics we need? Three, four, maybe? Oh, at least three, yes. Well, good luck. I'll be, I, I don't know what I'm a bet on, but... I, I'm thinking about lunch at least to have one or two field goals. Oh. That's about all I can score. Uh, I understand. I can't see nobody. All right. Have a good all right. One. Take care. Again, I, I, I never said I could kick a field goal, but I'm old and fat and unathletic, so you're going to compare me to an NFL? It's not that. It's not about whether I can kick a field goal. It's about if you're an, a veteran NFL kicker, and the and the hold is okay, and and the snap is okay, and the wind's not whipping. You should be able to make it. It's not that difficult. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Yes, Kevin. Let's talk about third and one, which happens a half a dozen times, if not more, every darn game we play. It, it, we were trying to, to gain four yards when we need one yard, and they're giving it to Tamara constantly. drives me nuts. Why can't we put Hill under center and push forward and gain a damn yard? If he gains a half a yard, shit, we put it, excuse my language, but we could do it twice and go fourth and a, and a half a yard and, and push through it. I, I, it I, I say that all the time. Constantly. Now, the pro, the only issue with that is, obviously, if you put him under center, everybody's going to – but you that's why you have to put him under center here and there 
and not every snap being the shotgun. Because, look, it's the first thing I say almost every time we're in that situation you just described. Quarterback sneak twice. Constantly. Like, it's quarterback sneak twice. You just shouldn't get the punter ready because we're not, we're not gaining a yard when it's third and one. It just doesn't happen, ever. It's well, like, again, up until uh, – this is amazing because I was shocked. Up until about three or four games ago, the Saints were leading the league in third down in one short conversions. But lately, you're right, it's been a real problem. And, and I, without a fullback. Well, I mean – Now, they was it last game? One of the last two games, they actually ran the fullback and got the first down. That was shot. I was like – I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, whoa, look at this. And they need to do that some. Um <sighs> But no, I'm with you. I, I I say it all the time. Just quarterback sneak twice. I mean, yes. no one quarterback sneaks. I've seen Burrow quarterback sneak a few times last night. Yes. I don't see it with hardly any teams. And people I mean, get the first get down it. all the time on quarterback sneaks. Now the key is the quarterback can't slip. If he slips, then you have trouble. Uh, yesterday, who was it? The Bengals. They tried to do it because the Bengals are like the worst in the NFL on fourth down conversions, and they tried that, and he slipped on third down, and then they handed it off uh, to the little wide receiver on a speed sweep, and they crushed him in the backfield. But, right. no, when you have a guy like Batman, you should not, you should do better on third and one. But you have to put him under center here and there so putting him under center doesn't look so suspicious. Right, right. And you know what? You could probably announce it, and he would still get it. He can jump over, jump through. I mean, the guy is an athlete, you know? Ugh. It just drives me crazy. Another thing, Kamara running between between the tackles is like, what the hell are we doing? It's they, I, I don't get that. They've either. been trying to make him a dump truck for two years things. now. I, I just don't get it. All right, buddy, bye. Thank you for the call. No, it, it's – and you know the other thing? And this is more of a goal line thing than it is the third or fourth and short. I think we underrated, and we've said it at the time, it must have been more difficult um, for Drew Brees to do what he did where he kind of would go over the top of the football than it looked because hardly no one ever does that. So... I, are they worried about fumbling? Maybe so. Again, that's more of a goal line thing, but still, no. I I think when you have Batman, you got to put him under center like once a game or something, to, just so they know that if he's under center, it's not automatically going to be a quarterback sneak. But even if it is, it still seems like he he's strong enough, and especially since they let you cheat. I mean, aiding the runner is cheating, but in the NFL, in college, they've kind of they've kind of. They kind of don't allow that as much. But in the NFL, they let you cheat. Go, Just go in and push the guy. But you got to have a running back that can do that. I just wish they'd get a running back. It's unbelievable. All right. We'll take a timeout. Come back, finish out today's show on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion, Houston Astros. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Want to remind you, if you're, if you're Alexa or Google Home Speaker helps you out around the house, makes things easier controlling your lights or thermostats, boy, it'd be nice to be if you have like one on Alexa or Google Home where you could say, quarterback sneak twice. Don't call a timeout, idiot. Make the kick. And it would just happen. That would be tremendous. But anyway, 
while we get out of fantasy land here, if you would you want to transfer that easiness and that convenience to your radio, all you have to do is ask your Alexa or Google Home to play the game Southwest Louisiana. It's that easy. So do the smart thing and have the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles with you at home, office, and everywhere you go. All right. So it's a Monday again. A little different because the Saints play tonight, but – we had college football over the weekend, and we'll get to Cajun basketball as the week goes on. They had a nail-biting win. We talked about it last week that whatever for whatever reason, when they play UNO, it's almost always a good game, and, and the Cajuns almost always win. I mean, that's just kind of how it's been in recent years. It's a close competitive game. They seem to play better than you think they're going to play, and yet the Cajuns pull it out. And what happens the other night, Jalen Dalcourt hits two free throws late, and the Cajuns win by one point. Um, um, unbelievable. But a uh, good, good win and off to, uh, obviously, a good, great start record-wise, and we'll see what the Cajuns can do. Uh, they've got finals this week like, a, like college athletes all over the country, so we'll see what, what they do. The Cajun women still didn't shoot the ball real well, but they won. And then, of course, we've got – all kind of college football and all the bowls. And we'll talk more bowls when, as we get a little closer. There's a couple matchups. I'm like, ah, that's a pretty good matchup. Um, we'll talk about that as, as it goes on, uh, as December rolls on. But for right now, all the focus is and seeing it, for, at least for me anyway, is if the Saints can get that victory tonight. And again, if they get the victory tonight, then they will have a bye week which when the schedule came out, I hated the bye week, but obviously in the moment now, uh, even though it's been just an awful, awful season so far, if they can get the win tonight and get reasonably healthy during the bye week, then they might be in position to do something. So we'll see what happens. All right, a little follow-up on the news earlier in the show about Baker Mayfield. Our friend Ian Rappaport is saying that Baker Mayfield requested the uh, getting released, which I guess makes sense. Uh, I, does he I mean, are the cheaters stupid enough to get Baker Mayfield on their team? If not, who else is? Like, who's stupid enough to get Baker Mayfield on your team when you don't have to? Like, who would be stupid enough to do that or desperate enough? I mean, theoretically, it'd be the cheaters, but, I mean, Baker Mayfield's got more experience than Brock Purdy, but why would you want his punctum on your team when you have Super Bowl aspirations? I don't know why you would do that. Um, am I forget Like, Lamar Jackson, even if he can't play, they already have a backup. Now, maybe they get Baker to be the backup. But Baker can't do what those guys do, so he didn't really fit for the Ravens. Like, where? what am I missing? Am I forgetting somebody that's that desperate where they need a, a, a guy who, you know, he's a veteran, I guess, and he has won a playoff game even though he had like 75 turnovers in that game. And, and, and you know, he had nothing to do. All he had to do was hand off and, and you know, his defense did it all. Um. I don't know. I don't know who would want that guy, but apparently maybe maybe he's got – or maybe he's just in a dream where only thinks someone wants him. <sighs> just keep him away from me. That's, I got enough with Andy Dalton. I don't need this guy too. Oh, man, unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. Please, 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 no. 
All right, we'll see what happens. Tomorrow's either going to be a funeral or a glorious Monday. Y'all have a good day.